welcome back to episode two of Secret of Castro Negro. We had a relatively gentle start to the scenario with um, some introductions to the bizarre cast of characters. Lionel Fish, the con man, Harlem Blake, the grizzled private investigator, with perhaps one or two little mental quirks on the side, as we discovered. Gilbert Gray, a retired chemist, now making moonshine, um, the best moonshine in, in New Mexico. Jesse Brown, handsome, young, roustabout, I believe they're called, aren't they, or something like that? I'll take that, yeah. I don't know. Cattle herder, rancher, rider, probably the first to die, probably be the first to die. Almost certainly, yeah. Or his horse will be. No, Jesse, no! My boy! And Dr. Bastian Fleischmann, the Austrian psychotherapist who relocated to Long Beach in California. And, of course, Lionel Fish, the erstwhile con man, now stringer, for the uh, local newspapers. Yeah, so we, we got to meet them all, and the story started with Harlem Blake meeting with the parents of a certain Mr. David Lane who had gone missing in Silver City, a small town in New Mexico. And Harlan set off to meet his friend, Jesse Brown, a, a companion who worked with him in the past on, on some cases, who perhaps knows the backcountry better than anyone. And they have headed to Silver City on the train to see what became of David Lane. Meanwhile, Dr. Bastian Fleischmann, Gilbert Gray and Lionel Fish, all either colleagues or acquaintances of Dr. William Godfrey, another person who had gone missing around the same time. Now, is this a coincidence? Are they connected? We may find out, but not if Scott keeps failing his fast talk roles, because they attempted manfully to get in to the lodging of Dr. William Godfrey to get past the, the rather challenging uh, form of Mrs. Baines, the landlady, a Scottish harridan, I suppose you could describe her. Not to her face. Who took one look at Mr. Fish and told him to sling his hook. And that is where we will pick up with Lionel Gilbert and Dr. Fleischmann standing rather disconsolately on the porch of Dr. William Godfrey's residence, having had the door slammed in their faces just mere moments ago. Listen, Fish. Yeah, well, Doc, I tried. I guess yeah. we'd better go now. I mean, yeah, I mean, it, it was a valiant effort, but yeah. Was it? Was it a valiant effort? Yeah. It's not how I'd describe it. You need to pull yourself together, Fish. Why do you think I brought you along on this? You used to be good at that. What the hell happened? What happened? I grew a conscience. That's what happened. You should try it sometime, Doc. Oh, is that what you call it? A conscience? Well, we're going to do this again, and this time, I am the one who knocks. And, uh... <laughs> Yes, I was thinking about that during the break. Oh, God. And I say, uh... Wait a moment. Wait a moment. No, no. This time we do it my way. No. You tried your shrinking, head shrinking. He's tried his... I didn't try any head shrinking. I just said that give us a brother. Let me try something else. Head shrinking is one thing. And then I open my doctor's bag and I take out a hypodermic syringe. Fucking hell. Now we're talking. And I reach inside my jacket pocket and I take out my thirty-eight revolver. That'll sedate her, certainly. I uh, just stare at him. Yeah, so you're standing there on the porch with your hypodermic in Fleischmann's hand, the thirty-eight in Gilbert's hand. And I think Lionel's head is in his hand. Amazing. If you threaten her with a gun, enough to get her turned about so she's not paying attention, I will inject 200 cc's of phenobarbital directly into her neck. 200 cc's? You think that'll be enough? She'll look like a, a big lady. I say phenobarbital, you want at least 250. How about we go 500? Why is it the only debate we're having about this is about dosage? Andy, opposed chemistry role, surely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to find out how much. Oh, that's the old system, though. It's the old system, isn't it? I mean, yes, why don't we do that? Why don't you both make a chemistry role just for the hell of it? I got any chemistry. Now, 
I don't have chemistry. I've got pharmacy. That's fine. You can make a pharmacy roll. And... and now you'll see how good my medical diploma was. And you'll see how good my degree was. Right. My chemistry. That's 73 on a 30. That's a fail. So Dr. Fleischman rolled a 73 on his 30 in pharmacy. Ooh. Okay. I would say that means he's perfectly convinced that 200 cc's will do no harm. Oh, God, we're going to kill her. To an elderly, to a middle-aged Scottish landlady. <laughs> it's only the phenobarbital. It's only the phenobarbital. It's not like I'm using the peraldehyde enema or anything like that. However, our chemistry teacher, Gilbert, you've rolled an extreme success. So you rolled a 13 out of your 70 chemistry. You're, you're very skilled at this. You know that this will likely either paralyse or kill her, this amount of phenobarbital. Oh, thank fuck. It's a shame she's from Aberdeen and not Dundee, otherwise she'd probably have natural immunity. <laughs> True. Okay. So I say, hold on, hold on. Phenobarbital. No. No. Judging by her size, I think you need between 75 and 100 mil. That'll do it. That'll do it. Listen. All right. If you think so. I'll get us in the door. And then uh, you just put her to sleep for as long as we need to search the house. And then we're out of there. All right. But it's important you get her talking in a way I've got a clear shot on the vein. Look, fellas, I don't mean to tell you your business here because yeah, I, you brought me along to help. And now you've forced us into this situation. But you are talking about drugging an old lady here. Can we just stop and talk about this for a moment and just see whether there are any other ways that don't involve either drugging her or shooting her? Look where talking got us, Fish. This is where talking got us. The time for talking is over. She is clearly a deeply unreasonable woman who has got it in her head that she cannot trust anyone, no doubt from some trauma in her childhood. Yeah, and by some shanky attempt at brotherly love over here. Clearly she is not familiar with any familial affection whatsoever, so that's why it was so alien to her as a concept. I'm going to knock on the door again while these two are talking at me. <laughs> okay, so rap, rap, rap. You knock on the door. I frantically adjust the measurement of the phenobarbital in the hypodermic syringe and hide it behind my back. And this time you hear the slide of a chain on the door and then she opens the door and of course it's now only opened a few inches and she looks out and she says, What do you want now? Lady, run for your life, these two are maniacs. You, so far Mr. Godfrey or whatever the, the hell your name is, uh, you seem to be the only maniac here, banging up a lady's door all times of the day and night. I like to shove the toe of my boot in the door just so she can't slam it. Let's see whether she notices. I tried, I'll say and I'll walk away. Okay, she hasn't noticed that you've put your foot in the door. And she says, Now sling your hooks, or I'll be forced to call the police. Ah, the police is exactly who we need. I am a medical doctor. Let me show you my diploma. I'm a psychiatrist for that man who just told you that we are crazy. Unfortunately, he is crazy. He insisted we come to this house to tell you that uh, he was looking for his... He read it in the newspaper. It would be very helpful if we could come inside and use your telephone so that we can call the hospital. We've been trying to get him to get in the car for half an hour. At this point, she tries to close the door and then she realises that Gilbert's foot is wedged there. And she looks down and she says, What's the meaning of this? Get, get away! Get away! And she tries a few more times to shut the door. Ow! Ah, my fucking toe! This is a medical crisis! And then you see her just, she turns and she starts scurrying off down the passageway away from you. Oh, fuck. Towards the phone on a side table on the landing. Oh, I'm tempted to try and shoot the phone. The phone! <laughs> Mental. You know there are those moments in gaming where, where you're, like, you're thinking, oh, I just really hope the other half of the team are going to pull this off. I'm not entirely sure I am hoping that you pull this off. 
this could be a long game for me and Danan. I think one half is just going to be in jail for like the entire duration. <laughs> yeah, it'll be down to us. Hey, Gray. Hey, Gray. Force the door. Force the lock. We haven't much time if I'm going to jabber. I'm not, problem is, I'm not very strong. I don't know whether you know, but I've been suffering from advanced kidney disease. And uh, through, through the... I'd love to help, but my post-malarial condition has left my bones paper thin. Fish. Fish, I think if this door is going to go, it's going to be you. Fish is fucked off down the street by this stage. Get back here! Okay, I yell through the crack in the door. Fish, knowing when things have gone completely to shit, has has gone. Right. I yell through the crack in the door, and I change my tone, and I go completely, like, steely cold, and say, Hey, missus, you better turn around. Move away from that phone right now. I know what you're thinking. Oh, he's an unassuming guy. Plaid shirt. Mustache. Nothing to worry about. He looks... About 51, maybe former chemistry teacher, some sort of uh, life-limiting disease. There are things about me you don't know. And I, I lift my gun up and I just place it through the crack in the door. And I say, I am telling you to move away from that telephone right now and let us in this house. If you do, things could go very well for you. No problems. You make the wrong move now and your life is over. Okay. Do you want to make an intimidate roll? I would love to. Beautifully done. Please, Tubby, you've got some points in there. No. Oh, God. Fantastic. What? I think given that you failed that intimidate roll, if you wanted to push it, I think you'd have to really aim the gun directly at her because maybe it's just pointing downwards at the moment and maybe it's just... Not- I think that's exactly what I do. Yeah. I point it right at her and, I, and I, as noisily as I can, I pull the hammer back. Fire a warning shot. <laughs> warning shot. Maybe I do shoot the phone at this moment. Okay, well, push that roll. Mm, no, I think... Oh, do I shoot the phone or do I just pull the hammer back? Shoot the phone. You know you want to shoot the phone. I shoot the phone, if I can, and I say, I I told you to move away from that telephone. Okay, well, you can either choose to make a firearm roll or an intimidate roll with that. It's up to you. Are they both counting as pushed? Yes, they both count as a push roll. I'm going to go intimidate again. Please don't shoot me by accident. (laughs) Here we go. Oh, yes. What a shame. I mean, much though, I don't like killing middle-aged Scottish women. Yeah, well. I failed that, I think... (laughs) There's only one way that was going. Yeah, she would have been done for, wouldn't she? She's wet herself. But you take careful bead on the phone and you fire and she's actually picking it up just at that moment and you just, you shoot off the earpiece and she's just holding a shattered piece of plastic and she just drops to the ground in a dead faint and the receiver just bounces a couple of times. I think 20 yards down the street, Lionel hearing the gunshot just hits the deck face down in the street. Well, looks like we're not going to need that fennel barbara after all. Don't worry, I can help her, but we have to get inside. Oh, Christ. You know how to pick a lock? No, but I've got amphetamines. So I can try really quickly <laughs> for a really long time, and it doesn't matter. It's just really fun. I was about to say, you do know that Lionel does know his way around a lock. He's not very good at it, but he does know a bit about lobby. But it's not actually locked. It's just on the chain. So all you'd need to do... So given that she's fainted, I'll allow you to just to force the door easily. You can just get... I don't know, you know, a branch or, or just use something, you know, to leave it open and it just pops open. Lionel, you see all this happening. You see that your two, I wouldn't call them friends, yeah. just, I don't know. No. <laughs> I would definitely, I don't know what you'd call them, but you see your, the, the two people that you happen to have been spending the last half hour with. Yeah, I think the technical term is nemeses. <laughs> yes, arch enemies. You, upon hearing the sound of the 38 firing and you, you turn and you see them sort of forcing the door open as the chain just pops off the inside of the door. Okay, I'm going to hesitantly make my way over to the house, looking around, first of all, on the way there for any witnesses, because someone just shot a gun. 
They did. However, this is New Mexico, and I think the sound of gunfire is just like the everyday ordeal sort of texture you get in, in Albuquerque. But given that you've suggested that someone might have overheard it, why don't we have a group luck roll between the three of you? Oh, yeah. Oh, Lionel. That'll be me, right? Mine's probably the lowest. Dan and Dom. Mine's 65. Mine's 45. Mine's 65. A couple of people crying out in the background saying, Hey, happy birthday! Here you go. Oh, dear. Well, that's a nine- <laughs> 91. This is very high. Well, let's say right now, no one seems to have been poking their heads out of their front doors. You don't hear the sound of any commotion. Seems like no one heard it. Lucky, lucky for you, eh? That's so much worse. Don't like that. Yeah, much worse. As soon as Fish comes in, I say, uh, Herr Fish, obviously we've had to resort to extreme measures here, but I think she's going to be okay. You killed her, you maniacs. You killed she's her. She's not dead, and I'm going to say Shut her. your mouth, Fish. She's, she's not dead. Just get inside. I'd appreciate it if you don't mention me when you write this up for the newspapers. That's what you're going to do. Yeah, sure. You should admit yeah, this yeah. bit. Yeah, I'll save that for the witness statement. Look, is she all right? Is she going to live? I'm going to run over to her and just check her, make sure she's okay with whatever medical ability I can. I do have some first aid and some medicine. I'd say you don't even need to make a roll. She's clearly just fainted. She's got a pulse. She's breathing. She just fainted. Perhaps she's got a bit of a, a bump on the head where she fell and knocked it against the, the leg of the side table. But other than that, she looks okay. I'll slip her a little, little bit of opium as a painkiller. What, under the tongue intravenously, just a little eyedropper. you got, like, an eyedropper. Yeah, sprinkle a little of the powder onto her eyes. You know what's great for a bumped head? Mescaline. Shove some up her nose. Tincture. Surely it's a tincture. That's the most efficacious. Uh... I thought so. Can we sort of pull her out of sight? Or a quick opium enema, if there's time. Perfect. That does get into the bloodstream quicker, I've heard, so... Yep. Just a little bit, just to take the edge off when she wakes up. Maybe cloud her memory slightly. Listen, someone's got to have heard that gunshot. I'll stand outside. Anyone comes around, I'll see whether I can misdirect them. But you fellas, whatever you think there is to find here, you just do it quick, all right? So, Lionel, you're standing on the porch, I guess, with the door shut behind you or just sort of pulled to? Yeah, shut but not locked. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll stand out there and have a cigarette leaning against the doorpost. So, Dr. Fleischman and Gilbert, mm. you head into the house. It seems like... Godfrey must have been renting the whole house, and uh, Mrs. Baines was his housekeeper more than a landlady for rental apartments, because the whole place seems to be one residence. But you rapidly find Dr. Godfrey's study, which seems to be full of rather interesting things that might be of use. I will let you both make a spot-hidden roll. I'm looking at my character sheet now, and I'm starting to wonder what I actually put points in. Yeah, I wondered that when I saw it as well, but, uh, you know... I must have been on something. I <laughs> Deary me. Rectally, I assume. Oh, I failed my spot. Okay, well... Like I've never played the game before. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, that's... Would you like to spend some luck on that, Dominic? It would only be 14. It's your... 14 luck on my 45? Or, you know, uh, you could just let it pass. Or you could push the roll. That would just take... Uh, or I could push it. It's a one in four chance. Yeah. Either of you could push the roll, of course. That just means it would take you longer to turn over the, the rather... Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. How lucky are you feeling, Dan? Not very, if I'm honest. Uh, that's, that's not something I really want to push. Uh, 37 is my spot hidden. That's a bit. Mine's 25. Yeah. Oh, God. I should be in there, shouldn't I? Severely myopic. Yeah. The wrong man stayed out. That's up to you. you. You don't have to push it, of course. You could just try your best and see what you can find. Has he got, I mean, is there's an obvious, like, some bookshelves that I could look at. I mean, I guess I'm. Yeah. There's, there's a course in. Uh, being a, a doctor, he doctor of psychology, he has a very well-stocked bookshelf 
whether you can find anything particularly relevant amongst yeah. that. That's the, the key, especially. 37, you've got to push it, mate. 37, you've got to push it. I think I'm going to push the roll. 25. Yeah. I turn around and I say, we must be quick. And actually, if we ransack the place, when they find the old lady, it will look like a simple break-in. No one will suspect us. It'll all make sense to the authorities. They'll give up. They'll think it was a, a simple robbery. And I start just ripping something in there. I take all the drawers out the desk and just empty them on the floor. I rip all the, start ripping the books. In which case, I'm going to push mine as well. I'm going to join him. You're both going to push the roll. <laughs> Ransack it completely. Presumably accidentally set fire. I don't want to pimp you out there, Andy. But... Oh, yeah, that's <sighs> Here we go. I see him Fe- doing it, and I think, what have I got to lose? Feeling lucky? Yeah, I am now. No. Oh, and you <laughs> oh, both... No. Did you both fail? Yes, you both fail. Anyway, well, the good news is, the good news is that your violent ransacking does throw up some rather interesting objects. I bet. Yeah. Whilst looking, Dr. Godfrey actually had his overcoat hanging on on a peg in the corner. And in his pocket, you found a train ticket for Silver City, New Mexico. An unused train ticket. In his desk drawer, when you pull it out, you found... Very unusually for Dr. Godfrey, you found uh, a thirty-eight revolver. And also next to it, and here's where your choice of character, Dom, uh, actually paid off, you find a copy of a book in German. It's a German book. <gasps> and the title, of course, Unaussprechlichen Kulten. <gasps> oh, dear. <laughs> yeah. And upon looking at it, you can't help but notice that it seems to be bound in human skin. Sure. My God! And the shock of seeing it causes you to knock over the lit candle that you'd lit earlier to get a closer look. And a fire has started in Dr. Godfrey's study. Barking hell. Now, Lionel. <laughs> yeah. You're on the porch and a man comes walking up to you and he says, Hey, fella, I heard a gunshot a minute ago. Yes, so did I. I came out to try to work out where it came from. You got any idea, buddy? Well, my my ears ain't what they used to be, but it sounded like it came from this direction. No, no, it came from over there, I'll say, pointing just further down the street away from where he came. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it came from down there. I didn't want to get too close because, oh yeah, maybe it's just a car backfiring, but if that's a a real gunshot, yeah, I don't want to get too close. That could be dangerous. I mean, you know, someone's shooting a firearm out there, someone could get shot. Well, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's how it works. Well, I don't know about that, but who are you exactly? I I know Mrs. Baines, and I know the good doctor that lives here, and I, I ain't ever seen you before. Yeah, you know Billy. My, Bill, uh, Dr. William. William. Yeah, 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 Billy. Uh, he's, he's my brother. Oh, sorry, I'm, I'm Larry. Larry Godfrey. You're Larry Godfrey. Yeah. What's going on? I ain't seen William these past two days. Uh, Mrs. Baines said he, he went missing. No, well, that's what I'm doing here. Yeah, I came to see Mrs. Baines and to try to work out what's happened to Billy. Uh, you got any idea? Okay, you can make that fast talk roll again now, your third attempt. I, I don't know. Evidence would suggest otherwise. <laughs> yes. As flames lick the window behind him. Yes, well, you read my mind. Smoke starts billowing out the window. So he seems like he's convinced. And then he looks up and he says, What in tarnation is that? As smoke starts billowing out of the window, he says, there's a goddamn fire! There's a fire! And he just rushes up the stairs. Don't just stand there, man! Run! Get help! I'll say. He says, no, I gotta see Mrs. Baines, all right. And he shoves you out of the way. 
Yeah, no, 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 no. I'll go in. I'll go and make sure everyone's all right. I'll get them to safety. You go get the fire brigade now. He says, oh, well, I, I guess so. Uh, look, uh, uh, get, you go in there. You get Miss Baines and get her out. She's, she's, yeah. Her heart ain't what it used to be. Uh, I know, but the more time we spend arguing about it, the more danger she's in. Run, man, run. And he says, I'll call the police and the fire department right away. You do that. And then he, he rushes off the stoop and heads back to his house about three down. You just do that. And, yeah, you're you're standing there with the scene of... <laughs> and I'll just wearily open up the front door and shout inside, I don't want to know what you fellas have done now, but the police are on their way, we got to get going. And the backdraft immediately incinerates everyone. And as you leave the burning building, you do have to step over the prostrate form of Mrs. Baines. Oh, fuck, just leave her there. <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's your call. The Christian thing to do would be to drag the old woman to safety. Yes, it would. Yeah. I think even the Satanist thing to do would be <laughs> to drag the old woman to safety. If one of you want to drag her to safety, I won't stop you. We can prop her up comfortably outside so that when she comes round, she can see the smouldering remains of her home. Yes. In the little swing chair. <laughs> yes, she's there on the swing chair. <laughs> Collapsed, slumped over. Welcome to New Mexico. <laughs> okay, so you drag Mrs. Baines. She's kind of like groaning quietly. Oh, the heather, the heather. Hey, Grey, hey, Grey, do you have any illicit alcohol on you? No fucking about. I wouldn't usually, but is that a luck roll to see whether I do? Uh, yeah, sure. My luck on this character sheet, there it is. Oh, hey! you got as much as you want. I've got, what? yeah, ask whatever you want, I've got it. Give me a little one. You've got little wineskins full of it just strapped to your body. We put her in the chair, and I take it from you, and I, and I put it in her hand. Oh, wow. And unstopper it. Okay, now we go. And a cigarette, a lit cigarette. Uh, yeah. And Lionel, before he can catch himself, says, that's going to, not going to work, pal. If you want to sell it, you've got to splash some on her so she smells of it. And as soon as he says it, he just clasps his hands over his mouth and looks away disgusted with himself. What have I done? I might even try and give a slug of it down her neck while she's still semi-conscious. Mm. Can only help. And as you step away, and Miss Bain sort of, in her stupor, just sort of licks her lips a few times, you hear the distant sound of sirens approaching as you make your exit, having successfully investigated... They're playing our song. Having successfully investigated! Having found a train ticket that gives us no more information than there was already in the newspaper article. Dr. William Godfrey's. Dr. William... On the other hand, we've got a great reason now for leaving Albuquerque. Yeah, that is true. That's very true. Let's get out of town. What was the second thing we found? We found the train ticket in the book. What was the, what was the other gun. thing? <laughs> oh, the gun. A gun, yeah. just in case okay. you need an extra gun. However... When you get to a place of safety, wherever that may be, maybe a cantina or something in a less populated part of the city. I don't think any place where these two are is a place of safety. I know a place. We'll go to Tuco's. Tuco's, yeah. So you, you head to Tuco's and in a quiet corner booth, you, you can get a closer look at the things you recovered from your successful investigation, which is now what we will be calling that incident. That debacle. Successful inv- investigation of Dr. William Godfrey's house. A good euphemism. Well, I mean, Fleischmann, which is a very appropriate name, given the book that you're holding in your hand. Mein Gott. My God. Fleischmann. It's Fleischmann. Yeah. I mean, it looks very bizarre, this book. It, having a, a very quick scan of it, it seems to be detailing some fairly horrific practices by some very obscure cults around the world. But to give it a full, a good study would take many hours. But what you do notice is that on the back inside cover, weirdly, there is a price tag 
which you never really think about that, do you, about these ancient times? They would have a... Blackwells? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> well, no, not Blackwells. Signed by author. It was bought from a place called The Tomb. Sure. <laughs> the Tomb. And <laughs> the price was $400. Ooh. Wow. God. One of Damien's trendy new bookshops, no doubt. Yes. This is antique book. Yeah. So you're sitting in two codes, perhaps, I guess, deciding what your next move is. Yeah. I'll be looking hard and grey and saying, so I think I remembered why I stopped working with you, Doc. And I think that's a good point to cut back to the professionals, let's call them. <laughs> you're the amateurs. <laughs> well, let's wait and see. No pressure, guys. Oh, none taken. They're good. I don't know. Framing someone for arson, I think we did a pretty good job. Yeah. That's the outcome you want. You did spectacularly. Fantastic, fantastic. And we'll cut back to arrival in Silver City. So Harlan, Harlan Blake and Jesse Brown. After your long and quite uncomfortable journey, it's the train lines, the Santa Fe Railroad isn't what it was in the 1860s. It's rather run down these days. Yeah. And you arrive in Silver City. And I will oh. I'll give you a... Look at the sights. Yes. The general store. There's a beauty shop. Huh. Wonder what that. Hey, yeah. Uh, what that amounts to. You want to stop off there? Yeah, you arrive in Silver City, which is a much smaller place than Albuquerque. It's probably no more than a few thousand people that live there. It, it has a feel, really, of the Old West still about it. The wooden walkways outside the shops uh, reminds you of, of scenes from the cowboy flicks. Uh, the, yeah. the simple wooden two-story buildings and running down the main street. The only difference is rather than horses tied up outside, uh, you, you have Model T Fords. But otherwise, you could be back in the Old West. Apart from old Shatterhand, of course. And I, I jump up on his back. And I say, uh, well, where do we hit first, boss? At least it's a small place. Not too many people to get through. Well, we should check out this Hyde Street location. Yeah, but you're I, right. i got to be straight up with you. You know what, kid? I used to work alone. Yeah, I understand. I ran into a, a private investigator out east on one of those jobs at the Pinkertons. His name was Sleep. Kirk Sleep. He always insisted on working alone. Sounds like a wrong end. Problem was, I learned from him that's the stupidest thing you could do. Yeah. You either go crazy, or you have to make changes. Uh, hey, I got your back, boss. Don't yeah, worry about no, it. I got you got my back. But we need someone with this knowledge about the scientific occult. And I'm thinking, you know what I'm thinking, yeah, kid? Yeah. Jesse, Jesse. I take the reins, but only in a sort of avuncular fashion. Only really to run my knuckles across that fine flank of the horse. Oh, easy boy, easy boy. What, Jesse's flank or the horse's flank? Just confirm. Oh, yeah, no, sorry. I should be specific. Yeah, yeah. Let's turn that down a little. Boss, what are you doing? Sorry, let me just get... I meant the reins on the... Um, uh, yeah, sure. And then I, I move my hand to the horse. Sorry, sometimes... Uh, Look yeah. at the flanks on that. Yeah. Any abuse you were saying? You've kept him so well. You do a great job. You understand horses better than I understand people, kid. And I understand people pretty well. Ah, <laughs> well. But what I'm trying to say is we need to enlist some people. We need to get some minds in on this. Some science types. Right? The best. The very yeah. best. And I got a funny feeling. I got a funny feeling that if I was at the craps table right now and I was rolling those dice, I'd meet the very best somewhere in this city. Yeah, yeah. One of the great things that people don't know about the United States of America. What's that? I got some of the best scientific minds alive. Is that right? Oh, yeah. It's a fact. I always heard it was those Germanic fellas. Hey, the Germans are good too. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Funny that this guy moved to Europe. Anyway, look, this is her. Maybe in a couple of decades there'll be an opportunity for us to steal all of them. Yeah, that'd be a good idea. Hey. Anyway, let's let's hold out hope for that, shall we? Yeah, yeah. Fingers crossed. I mean, maybe not, kid. Maybe not. Careful what you wish for. Yeah, well. Hyde Street. That's out of, up ahead. I don't want to just walk straight into this place uh, front on. I want to check it out. Do you, let's take uh, Shatterhand past it, and then we'll uh, yeah. we'll cut back. Okay, and we'll just check out. I just I just like to check out 
what it looks like from the outside. Scope out the front, yeah. Yes. So you head down to Hyde Street, and it's a, a simple boarding house by the look of it. It backs out onto some pretty rough terrain, just some scrub and low hills at the back. So it's not in a very populated part of town. Yeah, Harlan, you met this guy's parents, right? You sure they got the money to pay? I mean, why is their son holed up in a place like this? You said they were well-to-do. I'd use the word modest. That's what I'd say. Modest. Yeah, okay. Listen, Jesse, you got to remember. As long as they're good for it. But whilst you're scouting outside, I will let you make a roll. I'll let you make a track roll. Oh, lovely. Or a spot hidden. I was going to say, I'd love to use Jesse's ability to... So I'd like to make a circumnavigation, if that's possible, Andy. But if you give us on the front, that's even better. Can we go all the way around the house, or is it one of those situations where... Yeah, 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 absolutely. It's a freestanding house. You can, I'll do you track can have a as good well. look around. You can either do track or spot hidden. Mm, or spot hidden. Oh, right. Maybe spot oh, hidden. Ah, what? God damn it. Then the luck. Nine off. The rolling today has been so. Whoa, that's shocking. Amazingly bad. That um, is really bad. It's very high, isn't it? It's very high or very extreme. I've got so many tracks, so I might push it. Yeah, so, Jesse, you're on the back of Shatterhand, of course. I think I leap off, maybe. Yeah. Or, or maybe just bend down to get a closer look or something. Bend down. Yeah, there might be something I'm seeing here. Maybe it's just kids been playing, but how do I push it? Do I just click it again? You just roll again, yeah. Uh, green again, yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> Amazing! Fucking hell, I should have just spent the luck. 71. You by one. <laughs> I'm a 70. I can't believe the rolls today. I'm being a bit naughty because I was going to wait and see Is that if that's okay. But I, put, I mean, I've got 60 spot hidden. I, I feel like I should push it, but let's see what happens. Well, the problem, of course, is... Hey, there's something here. That Just that moment, yeah, you do see something. Yeah, I bet I do. <laughs> As you're sort of leaning out of the saddle, holding onto the pommel, you know, in classic cowboy style. Yeah. You know, bending to get a good look. You hear this... Hey, what's that? ...unmistakable sound of a rattler. <gasps> and Shatterhand rears up in the air. Whoa, boy, boy! And bucks you straight off, and you fall heavily to the ground. <sighs> and you take a D2 damage. I'll roll a D4. <sighs> so you take a point of damage... You okay. fall and you you fall over a quite a large and sharp rock and it goes straight into the small of your back. Ah, you bastard! I mean, I immediately, if I'm capable, I'm just scanning around for the rattler. Obviously, that's my main concern. <laughs> like fucking hell. And Shatterhand, of course, is a well-trained horse, and and she, he, 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 and he calms down, but he's obviously very nervous. But the rattler was just trying to warn you off, and it moves quickly away through the brush. Ah, Jesus, Harlan, I've done my back. Oh. What's all the commotion, kid? Try and keep a low profile. There's a rattler. I know, I'm trying, all right? If a rattlesnake comes in your face, you're going to react, okay? My, yeah, my uh. hand goes down to my gun. It's gone, though, right? It's gone. Yeah. I can't hear nothing. Yeah, I think it has. Son of a gun. All right, let's just fall back, all right? But, well, well, the good thing is, right where you fell, you see some boot prints. They seem to be coming from the direction of the back of the boarding house. Mm. Right. And the strange thing is, as you kind of bend to look closer... You see the heel of this boot is very odd. You've never seen a boot print like this before. It's got a cross right in the centre of the heel, like a big, thick, heavy cross shape. It's weird. You don't see heels like that much anymore. I don't think I've ever seen a heel like that, kid. No, come to think of it. Was it some uh, Knights Templar cosplay? or? Yeah, cosplay most likely. The prints look like they're not fresh. There's Some of the dirt has crumbled into them. They're, they're not particularly clean. Dried in. You do see yeah. other footprints as well, some regular shoes, some normal shoes. And also someone, you also see some barefoot prints as well. Someone walked barefoot. They All three were together. Right. Oh, how strange. Could be Apache. Yeah, it could be. 
Walking barefoot. I mean, how big are they? This lane guy, I assume you got his shoe size? Rule number one? I could wire for it, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I didn't think to ask his shoe size. Maybe you better do that. Maybe he went willing, maybe he I mean, do the bare footprints, do they all look adult? Yes. Do they all look like yeah. adult-sized shoes, right? They're okay. all full-sized, yeah. Just to be 100% clear, we're talking barefoot, not a bear foot, right? Because, like, bears aren't common around here. Yeah, we should be totally clear on that. Mountain lions, sure, but not bears, right? Not Yes, barefoot prints as opposed to bear Because I, I don't want to get you all jittery, Jesse, because I know that you had a... Anyway, I don't want to talk about that. Yeah, let's not get into that just now. I kneel down and I examine these footprints and then I stand up and I start brushing my knees. And I just keep brushing my knees. What you doing that for? Sorry, what am I doing? I'm not doing nothing. Oh, yeah, and I remember who you are and I just ignore it. Yeah, and then I stop brushing my knees. What do you think? We head in, we see if anyone's at home? We see we go right up to that door and we see what, see who's in. Let's put ourselves in the minds of someone who might be taking this guy out of this house. Three people walking off. And I, I look out, presumably the horizon out the back, Andy, is, is it sort of essentially out into the desert? The end of town? or Yeah, it's out into the brush. Bar the uh, kind of... Okay. The edges of the civilized world that we're on. Yeah, yeah. And it just leads out. It leads out into the wilderness. Wait, wait, let's see. They might have had a vehicle out there or maybe horses. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, we may as well follow. Uh, you want me to take care of that? Well, you want to check it out with Shatterhands out there? You'll be best out yeah. there. I'll check out the door yeah. here. Okay, you need my help, just holler. Let's split that party first session. Right up. Yeah, right up. First up. What do you think? Am I being insane? No, I'm joking. I mean, I know that it's dangerous, but obviously I don't know anything about it. I've got a cult 10, guys. I got a horse, so I can get back to you a lot faster than you can get back to me. It makes sense for me to... And that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah. I tell you what, if it goes more than a mile, I'll turn back anyway, because we'll both need to... Yeah. But I'll check it out. Godspeed. You too. Okay, so you head off on Shatterhand and... Yeah. I'll ask you to make one more track roll. I know your track record oh, yeah. is not good. <laughs> but let's see. One more. We can't have you three patterns in a row, no. right? Yes, you can. I mean, can't you? You so can. You certainly can. All stats. Oh, my God. Hey. Yes. <laughs> Classic roll 20. Feast or famine. Fucking hell. You rolled a, a one. one. You rolled a critical. Oh, my word. So you follow the tracks right to the bad guy's lair, and he's asleep. No. <laughs> Right to Lane. You find Lane, take him home to his family. Yeah. He's asleep, and there's a huge, heavy, like, iron, like, block hanging over hanging his over. head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Love it. Uh, and a get-out-of-jail-free card. Yeah. 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 You follow the tracks for maybe about half a mile out into the brush, yeah. and then they end at a place where the, the ground flattens out a bit, and you see tyre tracks. The, the footprints ended at here, and obviously whoever... Right. was walking this way or being taken that way, was put into a vehicle, and the vehicle heads off. You can, of course, follow the tyre tracks as well if you want with that amazing roll you made. Well, which direction do they seem to be heading in just at first? They're heading sort of parallel to the town. You were kind of walking you know, directly away from town. Now they're, they seem to be heading parallel, not continuing in the same direction. I think at that point, that's where I head back to Harlan, because I don't want to, you know, it'd be better to have him with me. And also, if three people get picked up by one car, that's either arranged or something bad's gone down. Well, something bad's gone down either way. So uh, I start trotting back towards the house, and I imagine Harlan's been uh, doing a bit of scouting of his own. I'm sure he has. Let's see how well this goes. Mm. <laughs> so, Harlan, what were you doing whilst Jesse was off cowboying around in the outback? I'm going to head up to the back to that back door. Okay. Is it overlooked? Are there a number of windows? A widow's walk. So there's no actual back door, but there's several windows on the ground floor. The footprints emanated from a particular window. So Mm. it looks to all 
intents and purposes that these people came out of that window and then walked away from the house. But the window's closed now? The window is closed, yes. And the curtains are drawn. Interesting. Because someone's been there since. I think I'm going to try the window from the outside, see if it's locked. Oh, why don't you make a luck roll? See if I'm feeling lucky. I no. have failed with a 99. That is a critical fail. Well, it's not. It's not. No, it's not. It's 100. It has to be 100. I'm it's not, because you've got 60, because God knows what was about to happen. Wow. Decapitated by... No, you try the window. You try and open it. It's obviously... It's either stuck or fast or it's locked. You try it once again. And as you make that rattling sound, you hear a voice saying, Who's out there? And some footsteps go. And the voice says, I heard a horse. You got a horse out there? And this old grizzled man comes down the side of the house and says, The prospector. What you doing at the back of my house? No, easy this. Did you say a gentleman? Gentleman, yeah. Gentleman. It's that creaky high voice and uh, I couldn't quite tell. Yeah, I, uh, people often mistake me for a lady, but... Well, you know they're the fairer sex, sir. So you can't keep the beauty behind that bushel for too long. Uh, or under the bushel. Maybe that's a light. That's a biblical phrase. I'm not, not a Bible-carrying man. The name's Blake. I'm a private investigator. Apologies. Oh, you're an investigator? Wow. Well, why are you investigating? You investigating that uh, Mr. Lane fella? That's damn straight, sir. I see no reason, and I, I tilt my bowler, or my derby hat, back a little, so that you can see my face better, and also to reveal my blue to hazel eyes, which aren't doing the thing. They're not doing the thing. And I say, yeah, I... He says, you you with the police? Who are you? No, sir. I'm with uh, Mr. Lane's parents. I was formerly a Pinkerton. Oh, Pinkerton, eh? I've got experience in these things. We were checking out the back of your here uh, building, fine establishment, might I say. Had some tracks running up to the window. Wanted to check the window was still locked. Looked like it is. Well, I keep these windows locked. You don't know who's going to try and open one of an afternoon, mister, if you catch my drift. Forgive me, sir. I've not done this according to the rule book. Might I know to whom I'm speaking? Well, I'm Mr. Hewitt. Well, Mr. Hewitt, my name's Mr. Blake, and I'm awful concerned about what's happened to David Blaine, right? That's his name, yeah. David Blaine? He's been trapped in that box for days. He's disappeared again. I don't know why I'm thinking about the Blaine. It's like, can you smell burning? Shame he always comes back. Something about Blaine and burning. No, sorry. My mother had the sight. Well, it's, it's mighty peculiar. You coming around just trying the window at the back. You sure you're... you're well, I'm, I'm, I'm not so sure I should trust you. I can show you my identification. Why don't I come around the front, but I... You sound like a big city fella. What's a big city fella doing out here in, in the West? Well, I've been sent to try and find this uh, young man. Oh, yeah, you said that. My memory ain't it's, well. it's a serious matter. He was doing research. Yeah. You mind if I... Me and my um, compadre come around the front uh, when he brings the horse around and we ask you a couple of questions. All above board. What in tarnation you doing with a horse? Investigating. Best way of moving. Oh, well, I mean, does a horse do the investigating as well? It's all well and good getting a forward out on that there front road of yours. That's fine. But as soon as you're out there on the desert, you know you got the tracks of three gentlemen coming uh, towards this house and then back away again. Do you know about that? Yeah, well, the police said something about that. The police said something about that. What do you say about it? Well, I don't know much. I just, uh, I, I'm just trying to keep out of trouble. That's all. They said that they looked like he was kidnapped. Kidnapped, you say? This probably marries up with these here tracks. Uh, well. Yeah, I reckon. I reckon. Well, now, sir, my thinking is, if I come around and ask these few questions, I can get out of your hair and you can get some more people into your fine lodgings. Well, like I said, I, I try to keep my nose out of other people's business. I told the police everything I know. But then a kidnapping is not standard business. You have a duty unto the society that you live in to give me the information that I require, don't you think? Well, that's mighty fine talking there, fella, but, well, 
Would you rather I wasn't talking? And I just lean on the gun as I show it on the thigh. Fucking hell. Okay, I think you can make a social role of some kind. I mean, you could do anything at this point. I mean, I was I was initially going for psychology to see whether he was telling the truth. Oh, I see. I got the impression he was. That's from my very good characterization, obviously, but... Yeah. So now I think I'm probably trying to intimidate my way into the ease of just going like, just let this happen. Okay, let's see what happens. You can make that intimidate role. It's always a dangerous game, isn't it? Intimidate them. Apparently so. I mean, there's amazingly bad roles happening today. Given the fact I've rolled a 93 and a 99 so far... Let's see. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh wow. For fuck's sake. Wow. A 97. A 97. A 93, a 99, and a 97. Roll 20. Roll 20 obviously, hates yeah, you. obviously, I think it hates all of you today, but look at that. This is vintage roll 20. Yeah, yeah, it really is, isn't it, Scott? I agree. What's your intimidate? 70. 70. Oh, it's like me in the track. Ridiculous. Yeah. 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 He looks at you as you as your hand sort of rests. Maybe it just sort of opens up your coat or something. Yeah, you know that kind of thing. Yeah, and he looks down and he says, "Is there a phone you could shoot or something?" He says, "What you doing there, fella? You know what? I got said I don't want to get involved in this." No, of course I understand. I understand. You're you're good law-abiding gentleman. Hmm. Uh, Hewitt was it, Mister Hewitt? Yeah, that's right, Mister Hewitt. Hmm. Hewitt by name, Hewitt by nature. Sorry, you'll, ha- you'll have to forgive the tendency I have. Yeah, well, you know, hewing away at a thing, is, it's got its value, hasn't Woodcutter. it? Woodcutter. Now, do you want to push that roll? Uh, no, I see that it hasn't worked. I'm crestfallen, and it's unusual for me. Okay. Uh, but this whole case is turning out to be quite unusual. It is. It is indeed. I think I'll just take a punt, and I'll say, I take my hat off, and I, I sweep my hand through my thick, sandy hair, which is overcut at the sides. So I look a little weird, and I slip my hand through the hair, and I think, you mind if I put some pomade on? And I say little. I take out quite a long wallet, and I take out a small, very small, tiny pack of pomade, and I take my comb out, and I start to comb my hair, while at the same time holding my hat slightly uncomfortably under one arm. And I say, I feel like we got off to a bad start here, Mr. Hewitt. Well, maybe. I mean, for a start, you could have thought that I was trying to break into your establishment, which let me reassure you I have the paperwork to say that I am not. I am merely investigating. I've got concern for Mr. Lane. He was here to meet a man named Adam Little, did you ever meet a man named Adam Little? He says, well, No, I, uh, I ain't, but... Uh, uh, what do you say your name was? My name's Blake. Oh, you're Blake. Yeah. Well, well... My associate who's coming up is by the name of Brown. Brown and Blake. Well, Blake and Brown. I'm not sure I, I really like the look of you, you know, with your fancy pomade and your big words and all that. I understand, Mr. Hewitt. I understand. Well, there were... Well... Put your mind into the position of Mr. Lane's mother. She was crying when I was hired for this job. Now, I ain't so good with the crying ladies. I don't know how to comfort them best. I gave him a handkerchief, you understand? That's the best that I could do. The b- better would be that I bring his body back or him alive. Well, it's against my better judgment, but I suppose you can come in. They sent a telegram for you, the parents. I think it's something about his shoe size. I wipe sweat from my brow, thinking, God damn it, I'm 44. How could I have possibly gone this wrong? And I think in a moment, I f- an imaginary team of other people who are my scientists, occultists, who I'm sort of imagining are on the same track. There's these obvious clues, there's this strange mystery. And I think, I bet they're doing so much better than I am. I'm losing my touch. I'm losing my skills here. And at that point, Jesse, you turn up again. Thank God. Clip-clop. Howdy. Clip-clopping along on Shatterhand in front of the boarding house where Hewitt and Blake, sizing each other up, I suppose you could call it. Awkwardly talking through a window. <laughs> yeah. Here, boy. I tie him up out front. Just stay there for a second. This is Mr. Brown. Well, pleasure to meet you. 
He's my tracker on this job. Your horse got a bit scared earlier, didn't he? Yeah, heard a rattler in the yard. You want to watch out for those? Oh, yeah, they're fine. You just keep out of their way. Yeah, they're fine until they're not fine, but, yeah, it's your house. So, uh, you filled them in? We've had a conversation. This gentleman here is main, named Mr. Hewitt. Uh, pleasure to meet you. Mr. Brown, Mr. Hewitt. Oh, nice to meet you, too. So, uh, you must be just as worried as, as us about uh, Mr. Lane's disappearance. Well, I can't say I knew the fella too well, but, of course, a uh, man goes missing from your house, you gotta worry. <laughs> yeah, I'd say so. Do you bring girls back? No, no, he's a clean-living boy. Boys? He's a clean-living boy. Okay. All right now, all right now, Jesse. Well, I'm just asking. But it's a good point. Any boys? Well, uh, he had a friend that maybe might have been that fella you, you talked about, Mr. Little, maybe wasn't Mr. Little. No, he ain't no boy, though. Yeah. He, he's an old... He, was he small? No, he was surprisingly tall. For a mouse? Would you say freakishly tall? Well, six one. I guess some places that's freakishly. Pretty damn tall. Long, tall, drink of water. Yeah, he was. He was then. Oh, uh, did he leave any of his stuff here? Uh, you're both taking a real interest in Mr. Lane's possession. Uh, yeah. But... It's our job. Look, like I said, uh, you know, uh, there's a telegram, and it's from the parents, and they've got his shoe size, and they get some information for you. I suppose you'd better come in. That'd be real helpful. Thank you. Much obliged. And grumblingly, he goes back in, but you see him rather deliberately, ostentatiously moving over to where his shotgun is leaning against the wall, and he just sort of idly picks it up and sits down in his rocking chair with the shotgun yeah. cradled across his lap, and he's saying, Yeah, there it is. I think I glance at Harlan, just roll my eyes. I think I have to raise an eyebrow Ooh. back, but at the same time I say, If there's any consolation, I really do think the gentleman has got into something unusual. He mentioned something about Apache rumours to his parents. Now that, to me, sounds like he might be dealing with something... A little unusual, don't you reckon, Mr. Hewitt? Oh, I don't go poking my nose into the resident's business. That's how I've always run things. No, of course. You're a professional. I understand, but... You get much Apache down this way? Well, mostly Hopi around here, but yeah. Yeah. Occasionally some Apache. Okay, okay. Do you mind if I take notes? Oh, hey, you're welcome to. Thank you, sir. As well, look, I'm parched. I'm going to put some coffee on the hob. Oh, uh, yeah, that'd be great. Uh, you take, how'd you take your coffee? Milk, five sugars. I'll take a black. That's the two of us right there, I guess. And he's still carrying the shotgun. <laughs> he goes over to the hob and he, he just leans it against the range and he's got an old an old iron coffee pot that he starts boiling up. Nobody speaks for four minutes. Nobody fumble, for fuck's sake. Yeah. Coffee pot starts whistling. <laughs> exactly, it's just the, the sound. So this telegram, where's that at? Yeah, well, coffee first, then telegram. You've you got to learn to take your time, young man. You've got to take your time. Yeah, I've been told i got a problem with that. You mind if I check out his room while you're making that coffee? Just have a little scout about Oh, hold all your horses there, Mr. Brown. Okay, okay, it's your house. I ain't decided yet, Well, I'm going to let you in his room. I mean, this Mr. Blake fella here, he seems a mad, oh, I don't know, jumpy. Yeah, you like him once you get to know him. He's an acquired taste. I wink at Harlan. I try and smile back, and it's a disaster. Just, it's, it's horrifying. In fact, actually, it's, it's an automatic intimidation roll. <laughs> is that a pushed intimidation roll? <laughs> By accident. Yeah, yeah, I think it is. Because he's, oh, he's trying to blend in. And, and of course, he just doesn't smile very often. And it just looks like he's baring his teeth. And you see he's got a slightly drooping down right corner mark to his mouth, which is congenital. It's not even a scar. It's not from a fight. I was going to say, you're not having a stroke, are you? It just looks like he's having a stroke. Right, fuck. Uh, so I'm going to... Harlan, Harlan! Oh, no. <laughs> and Hewitt says... If I was the more suspicious man, I'd have said that Mr. Blake was making a move for his pistol earlier, trying to make uh, an old man scared. Somehow I closed my couch sheet. Oh, Harlan, no, that's just how he stands. 
He likes to lean like that. So I'm going to push the intimidation roll. He's quite camp at times. Okay, here we go. Here it is. <laughs> oh, goodness. You know what? For a hard success, 32 and a 70. Normally I loved failed push rolls, but we've had so many of them, and it's been going so badly that I was just praying that you passed <laughs> Come on, something happened. As you horribly grin at him. You're running out of terrible consequences, that's the problem. I'm, exactly, that's the problem. That's the problem. <laughs> We've already burnt down one house. That's got to be a, a, speed, a, land, a world speed record for burning down a house in the Call of Cthulhu game. I would say that the three of you are probably the best role players I know as well. I mean, I barely know you, Scott, but I've listened to you and I know you're damn good. And that was car wreck, guys. Car wreck. It's a miracle for Andy that you pulled out with all three of you alive. Maybe disappointing. But anyway, don't worry, we can fuck this up yet. However, you realise that Hewitt... He's a bit all bluster. You actually realise that it seems like the shotgun is so old and rusted that it wouldn't be any use at all. It's probably there just for show. Well, like he'd blow his own hands off. It's just there for... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he says, well, uh, look, I, you know, uh, I, I suppose you can go through... Uh, I'll put the coffee on the table and you can... Uh, it's through there. Thanks very much. That's real kind of you, sir. It's the mm. right decision. Yeah, well, I don't know about that. I don't say. Harlan, you can stop smiling now, please. Oh. Sorry. I think my top lip just got stuck up there. You're freaking me out. Okay, let's go. So. Which was his room? He points to the back room of obviously where the of course. footprints were emanating from. You go into a dark room with the curtains drawn. It seems like it's hasn't been touched for a couple of weeks. It's been shut up and it's got that stale closed room smell. And it seems like also things have been removed from here probably by the police. Mm, yeah. But after poking around for a while you do find a popular novel on Lane's night table. Let's say he was reading he was reading Anne of Green Gable for some mm. reason. No, not what I was expecting. <laughs> not what I was expecting either. It is bound in human flesh so it's a rare edition. It's bound in the flesh of 11 year old girls. Little pigtails on the, as a bookmark. Oh god. I shoot Jesse and I shoot myself. We're out. This is the only book anyone's ever seen that's got freckles. Oh, that's so terrifying. Oh, yeah. oh dear. Oh God. I'm just wondering how much of this I'm going to have to cut. Probably about 50% of it. All of it. That's so horrifically brilliant. I'm not sure if you can cut that. That's just terrifying. Do we get a bad feeling? I think I'm getting a bad feeling in this room. Yeah. But you do find, you do find that it has, an envelope has been used as a bookmark. And when you take the envelope out, you see, firstly, that it's been opened. It's been slit open with a letter opener. There's no letter inside yeah. it. But looking at it, you see the return address on the back is to Father Alonso Vilela Pereira, Castro Negro Chapel, Castro Negro. Ah. Uh, well, well, Another well. missing fella from the... We're missing on the 28th. From the old news story. It's all connected. And I think that is where we will end the session. Oh, what a joy. Lovely stuff. The horror, the horror. Well played. It's thank you time again. So first of all, thank you, as usual, to Sirenscape for providing the amazing sound beds, sound effects and music for the podcast. Also, of course, this podcast it would exist, but it wouldn't have the same joy and energy it does have if it wasn't for the Patreon backers. I love you all. I thank you all. You make my day, my month, my year. And at whatever level you're backing, I'm just so, so grateful. And thank you for helping us keep going. If you want to show your support for the show, 
please go to patreon.com forward slash grizzlypeaks where you can join at a variety of levels which will give you early access exclusive bonus episodes and even the chance to play in one of our invitation only patreon backer games and they've been awesome and it's been an absolutely bumper month for backers goodness me i don't quite know where to start or how to take this we have had well, a deluge, a, a, a shower, a, a torrential thunderstorm of backers join us since I, I last thanked anyone. So going in date-ish order, thank you Shane Dundon, thank you Clifton Whitaker, thank you Oblivion Media, thank you Matthew Roish, thank you Dominic Allen, and thank you John Risley. Now, a couple of things to call out amongst that glorious group of delightful and kind people. First, Oblivion Media. Mr. Oblivion or Mr. Media, I'm not sure how, you know what you go by, but Oblivion Media has joined at the $20 Grizzly Peak. That means he will be joining us at some point in the hopefully not too distant future in a Patreon special backer game. We are in the middle of a current one, so he's going to have to wait a little bit but well given the generosity I, I think we're gonna have to have one pretty soon and of course for those of you in the know Dominic Allen yes it's the one and only Dominic Allen the doyen of apocalypse players who has so kindly <laughs> decided to become a, a backer of ours I immediately went on to the um, apocalypse players patron and backed them back because you know I better thought I was a complete dick if I didn't do that but but anyway thank you so much Dom it's been an incredible pleasure to play with you and I can see already how how much impact it's created having you guys on and the secret of castro negro is is just is just breaking all records so um for those of you that haven't listened yet to it um i guess this will probably be attached to the end of it so you better have anyway um yeah i think that's all i got to say but thank you to everyone those i haven't mentioned specifically for their gloriousness you are all glorious